I'm going to do something a little different with this one. I'm going to talk about a feud that happened in 1992 in Memphis. Some people say it was the last great Memphis feud. And I feel bad about having to sort of pass over a few things. One, uh, the Austin Idol Tommy Rich versus Jerry Lawler feud with the famous cage match and riot. Some of the other stuff that was going on in Memphis at this point was really great, but nothing, and I mean nothing, was as impressive as the Moondogs in 1992. And the Moondogs have been around all over the world, really, since the 70s. I think the first was Moondog Manny, Lonnie Lane. Manny Lane? I can never remember, but you had the Moondogs, and they were always sort of these mean brawler types. So now they're back in Memphis. They brought back the Moondog concept, except for with Booker Eric Emery, who is another guy who everyone should learn about. The guy presented a sleazy product. Sex and violence, sort of how he looked at things. But he booked the Lawler and Jarrett versus Moondog feud brilliantly. And his whole work with the Moondogs was great. What they would do to start is they would go in and they would destroy jobbers. Chair shots, cane shots, crutch shots, garbage cans. They would just destroy him. It's much the same way that uh, when Doc and Gordy came into WCW and they just pummeled the living hell out of every jobber team they faced. But these guys were brutal. Now, of course, Jerry Lawler is the superstar of Memphis. He's Superman. And where the brawl happens that is most significant, I think, is in Kennett, Missouri. And they do a concession stand brawl. And Jeff Jarrett and Jerry Lawler have been feuding with the Moondogs, trying to, you know, get back at them for all they're doing to the jobbers and so forth. And they've had some great matches, all of which are insane brawls. But this brawl is nuts. Because like the other concession stand brawls, the Latham and Ferris versus Gilbert and Morton, the uh, Onita and Fuchi versus Lawler and Dundee brawls. I had that backwards, actually, I think. But when they go to that new level in this concession stand brawl, this is insane. What they do, they brawl in the concession stand, they brawl all around the ringside area. It's bloody. One of the Moondogs does a fairly good blade job. Jeff Jarrett's back and arm, and I think even he had a pretty significant cut on his leg, are bleeding from broken glass. There are garbage cans at one point. I think it's Lawler, but it might have been it might have been Jarrett. Uh, literally picks up a table and just throws it at at one of the moon dogs. It's great. It's a great moment. And the crowd is going nuts watching this. But the spot I think that that made me go, oh my God, the most, 
was they're actually brawling in the concession stand. And Lawler grabs one of the Moondogs and pushes him down into the sink. Seeming like he's trying to drown him. That's a big step. That is presenting a realism, a I will do anything to get out of this fight level moment. And at the end, the entire place is wrecked. These guys have beaten the hell out of each other. There's blood. There's everything all over the place. These guys have just gone through a war. There are a couple of other matches between Jarrett and Lawler and the Moondogs that you can find around. And they all have sort of the same formula. It breaks down into a just massive brawl. I don't remember if they did a barbed wire match. I kind of remember them doing one, but I haven't been able to find it. But what's amazing about this is this is showing what is the prominent, what level it takes to get to, to be a memorable feud in a smaller federation. All the magazines. I can remember 92. I religiously bought Pro Wrestling Illustrated, The Wrestler, all of the inside wrestling. I bought all of them. And all of them had these gory, bloody pictures during the Moondogs run. And since there was, other than the Memphis TV show, which tape traders were sending around like mad, I want to say one of the first tapes I ever traded for was a Jerry Lawler compilation that had some Moondog stuff on it that I specifically traded. Uh, I know exactly what I traded. I traded a VHS copy uh, that I had bought at a closing video store of uh, the Wrestling Classic. But uh, it was a it was a popular thing that was one of the first feuds to really become popular among tape traders specifically that I can certainly remember. There must have been others, admittedly, in the earlier 80s. But this was what it took to elevate a feud in a smaller territory to get coverage in PWI to really bring everything together to get that impact. And I seem to remember it winning. Maybe I'm wrong on this. I thought it won feud of the year in the observer. And if it didn't, it should have. But it was this feud, more than anything, that showed what was hap- going to happen next. You had that great Cactus versus Eddie feud in 91. But this took it to the next level. This was... You didn't see brawling at this level in the U.S. until CZW started, Combat Zone Wrestling. That was really sort of the start of it. Outside of Memphis at this period. You saw it in Japan, of course, but... That was really the start of U.S. And, I mean, you could say Incredibly Strange Wrestling. I'll talk a little bit about that at some point. But but really, this level wasn't anywhere. That's sort of what makes this an amazing match and feud to consider, is that these guys were taking traditional Memphis brawling, adding element of what they were, what was going on in Japan in the garbage wrestling world, but still putting it in a way that, at that point, Memphis fans could relate to there is a all-time most impressive feuds this one goes for me this is one of the top 20 easy certainly not one of the top 20 drawers but man they knew how to tell a relatively simple story brilliantly 
and violently. And this was the last time really Memphis stood out like that, I think. 